Hey, welcome to the Dad to the Bone podcast. My name is Sam. I'm here with Rich and Quinn. Quinn, tell us a little bit about yourself in 30 seconds. My name is QJ, or yeah. you can call me Quinn. I don't even know who Quinn is. I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know what I was thinking. Those that love me call me QJ. No. In I, what way? In what way? Yeah, like love you in what way? Uh, I love you, and I've never called you QJ a day in my life. Because you don't, that means you don't really love him. <laughs> you don't really know what love is. I call him Quinn Word. I feel like it's more of uh, no more sophisticated. People think my name is Quentin. True fact. That's People, cool. When they're trying to be, uh, I guess, um, sophisticated, yeah, they Quentin. will take the uh, liberty of calling me Quentin. Do they call you Quintuplets ever? I've gotten every variation. So what about uh, Quinn the Eskimo? Yes. I've had a See, teacher. Now yeah, now I'm thinking too. I'm pulling it. I'm pulling from all directions. Yeah, the mighty Quinn. Quinn's the mighty Quinn. Ooh, Quinstagram. You ain't got that one yet. I haven't got that one yet. That's fresh. That's, that's pretty hip. That that you one. I'm not Quinstagram. hip enough for that one. That Quin one. Quinstagram. I like that. You're, you're welcome. All right, so, so you're Quinn. Tell us about you real quick. So, Quinstant mashed potatoes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Quinstant mashed potatoes. Come on. You know, Quinstant spuds. This is ridiculous. So. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, call me Q. Call me QJ. Call me Quinn. But, but don't uh, call, call him late for supper. <laughs> just don't call him Quinstant Mashed Potatoes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm a father of three, and um, being a father is one of my main passions. Um, I was, uh, when I was younger, I always knew that I would have an important role. I just didn't understand that that role was being a dad. So um, I take being a dad very seriously, and um, it's something that I, I take great pride in so um that's me i guess in like a, a quick nutshell yes yeah q in a nutshell <laughs> and i'm one no, of the this is q in a nutshell. Guys. help i'm in a nutshell Quinn in a, in a quinston yeah Ooh, there's a quinston yep introduction for you rich tell us about yourself uh, slick ricky vick my name is rich i also take being a dad very serious <laughs> <laughs> and he's the voice it's double the most, for Lego Batman. It's the most serious mission I've ever been sent on. <laughs> um, I, love, I love being a dad. Uh, you can probably tell that uh, my, um, my wife has, uh, has her hands full with me. And our, uh, by, by this time tomorrow, she'll be five. So uh, uh, with myself and our five-year-old daughter, um, we're both jokesters. We're both... Full of too much energy at all times up until we pass out at the end of every day. And so um, never a dull moment being a dad and never a dull moment in our household. And I love being a dad, man. Yeah, sweet. Uh, my name's Sam. I'm a father of four and uh, I love every second of it. And so uh, the three of us are uh, certified with the National Fatherhood Initiative. And uh, we are part of this team that is called the Dads of Wayne Network. So we're located in Metro Detroit. And um, we're just passionate about reaching dads, man, creating a community of dads, a network of dads. We're talking all things dad on this podcast. And so uh, today we're looking at what it means to be a man. What man. it means to be a man. As provided to us by the National Fatherhood Institute. Initiative. 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 If they had a college, say, they would call it the Institute. As it provided institute? to us by the Instagram of The Rock. No, as provided to us from the Quinstagram of The Rock. Ah, there you go. <laughs> and it comes full circle. Oh, I, I mean, love it. Show. If I we wanted it. to like just do this episode in five seconds, we'd say, please follow Dwayne Johnson on Instagram. Boom. Done. That's what it means to be a man. TTYL. So just forecasting, just forecasting a little bit, we're going to look at yesterday's man, we're going to look at society's man, Ooh. and then we're just going to talk about it a little bit and uh, kind of 
go through it and share some thoughts. Quinstagram's going to share. Ricky Vick's going to share. Absolutely. I need, a, I need a cool name like Quinstagram. Yeah, I, well, I call you Sosa. But my name is I Sam. I call you Sosa now. Sam Sammy is like, Sosa. I don't know. I Sammy feel Sosa because he's like, like a, a sports something. legend. Yeah. But then also because it makes you sound like a... A big like, like a bad guy. Yeah, like, I've so, heard so. Of a that's lot me. Of, I'm heard bad. Of a lot of like you know mafia mafia guys. You yeah, know, go by Sammy. Like that. So, yeah, it is kind of a cool name. Yeah. Like I've kind of adapted it too. I've called him Sosa. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm into that because hitter, man. I'm pretty much the most hardcore guy I know. Yeah. <laughs> ever with a huge flower on your shirt. Like right ever. Now. You I, never met a mirror. He didn't there's like. actually three three flowers on <laughs> three my shirt flowers. to be exact. Lots of because it takes a real man to wear three flowers on your shirt. It does. Um, nope, I'm not uh, arguing that. So hey, listen, I wear pink. Excuse me, I wear pink and salmon. And let me tell you, you have to be fresh to death to make. Well, at least you're not calling me salmon. Well, that could be worse. Are you still listening to Dipset? Because Cameron's still wearing pink too, and that was never a good idea. I, I was never on the Dipset. <laughs> Ever a good idea. I was, I, listen, I I think that you can wear pink in a very manly and strong way. But Absolutely. wearing a, a pink fur is not it. <laughs> With a matching pink New York Yankees hat. Yeah, that, that's not <laughs> And by the, the way, it's not pink if you're wearing it. It's salmon. Okay. Oh, I call salmon. it Salmon. Hey, see, yeah. Salmon salsa. That's, that's what I'm saying. Salmon uh, salsa. So, or you could call them, like, locks. Because salmon is gravlocks on a bagel. What? Salmon is what? You never had gravlocks on your bagel? Nah. What are you? Like are you saying gravlocks? Like, is that like dreadlocks but different? Yeah. Me too. <laughs> it's like, I picture like have, a fish swimming yeah. down there with the dreads flowing <laughs> in the wind. It's like you like that. You know that Will Smith played the voice for? Was that like fish? Oh, shark tail. Shark tail. Totally. Yeah, like the Jamaican like like octopus and all that. That's probably the easiest tasting salmon or octopus. Yeah. It's it's when they put raw salmon on a bagel. Anyway. That's nasty. So having. It's, it's that's actually just, pretty good. Nope, it's that's like just sushi. nasty. It's yeah, like raw. It's, it's, it's sushi yep, That's nasty too. Um, okay, so past dads, past dads, <laughs> past dads. Back when, uh, back before Cameron, back before uh, Jewel Santana, back before, before Snoop Dogg became a dad. Yep. Yeah. Before Snoop Dogg was Snoop Lion for a time. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the past uh, depiction of what dads were. Who wants to take the floor on this? Quinn, I see Quinn. Quinn's oh, right. I see Quinn. He's Quinny. like, y'all can't Quinny see him. Quinny the Pooh. Quinny the Pooh. Quinny the Pooh. Quinny the Pooh. Look, he's mad. Look at Listen. his eyes. Look, he don't like that one. Listen. We can call him Pooh Bear. If you, it, then you, again, your <laughs> name will be Dickie and you will be Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> All right? I'm straight on that. So, Whatever, man. I listened to some music and the, the, they called the, the bass player Pooh, Pooh Bear. Yeah. And he was a big old man. Yeah, one of my and favorite. he could slap uh, that bass. One of my favorite rappers is... Uh, uh, his name's uh, his name's Pooh, rapper Big Pooh. Yeah, he's from the group uh, Little Brother. Yeah, uh, I'm not trying to go that route. And Rich, Rich's uh, Cash App, if you're looking to send him some money, is what Richie Pooh dollars. Yeah, and you people, know? <laughs> dollars, but dollars Requested. spelled like with a Z, the proper way, D O L L A Z. Yeah. So, you, it's funny you say that. I would not do that, but I do have a very a funny story I was going to tell you about last time, yeah. but I said I'd save it. Can oh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Can I tell my story? Yeah, tell Speaking it, of Pooh. Tell, tell you it. You guys are tell it, for a treat. Tell, tell it. it uh, Quinny the Pooh Bear. Thank you, Samantha. Christopher so, Robin. Um, <laughs> so, um, last, as 
we're recording this. We're coming up on uh, reading month, and uh, my daughter's class had mystery readers come in. And so I came in to read to my daughter's class as a surprise to her because I knew it would just make her day. And because I want to do everything for her that I wish my parents had did for me because, you know what, that's what you get to do sometimes as a parent. So so what? Anyway, so um, her teacher and I, we, had, uh, we talked a couple of times, uh, didn't quite see eye to eye on the uh, <laughs> development plan that, you know, she laid out for my daughter. What a politically correct way to say that. <laughs> I we thought, didn't see eye to eye. Yeah. I, we didn't quite see eye to eye. You know, I thought that my daughter perhaps could have uh, been pushed a little bit harder. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. appreciate the uh, novels of coloring pictures she drew in the back of her work. And I mm-hmm. thought that perhaps mm-hmm. maybe we could challenge her a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The teacher didn't necessarily see it that way. But okay. long story mm-hmm. short, it was a, this type of conversation where I guess I didn't realize that we were at that passive aggressive point. Until <laughs> that's what makes it passive aggressive. Yeah, because yeah. it's t- passive until you realize it's aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> so I come in trying to win Dad of the Year award, um, and so she takes a picture of me reading, which is like, this is so cool. My daughter's gonna have a picture to remember her father coming in oh. reading. And, Frame uh, it, put it on the so, wall. Yeah, so we we talked last week about angles, and Rich talked about the reality of uh, you know. You want people to see you as you are. So right. when they see you, they're like, here's yeah. I am. Yeah. So I did best best. not yeah, I did not want anyone to see this picture ever. You again. showed me this picture. I mean, this was this was what, last year that <laughs> this, this happened? This was last year. You showed me this picture, and when you showed me, <laughs> woo, I was like, Rick. So Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> so who is that in your shirt with you? <laughs> it was not a good picture. So so to be clear. <laughs> And to be fair, and why I won't let you call me poop, uh, I looked like the Kool-Aid man with the appendages. Like, you ever see, like, the, the wind so signs true. that are flapping? Oh, and, my and, uh, That's what I look like. You know how, like, you see, uh, like, girls do it more where they, like, take the best yeah, angle. Yeah, they and angle they their look, leg and their arm. And, and they, they think just, it makes them look skinny, but everybody knows what they're doing. Yeah, but they, but they look beautiful. Like, you'd be like, dang, I didn't know she looked that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh. But only when you I see pictures right. of your wife. Yeah. 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 But. No. Yeah. Wait, what? I second that. What'd you say? Nothing. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I, whatever they said. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm on their. I'm on their train. Because I felt like whatever it was, I said it wrong. You guys. <laughs> we right. corrected it. You're good. You're, You're good. good. Thank you. Hey, so, I saw this picture. Yeah. And and so just to be fair to Quinn, to Q, to Q Bear. <laughs> Did, did he just go to Q Bear? I didn't. Go, what? No. Uh, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Q Bear. Papa Q. Q-Bert. Over here. Qbert. Q- yeah. I don't know. To be fair. He's in a little kid classroom. It was what, kindergarten? Yes, it's kindergarten. He's in a kindergarten classroom. He's sitting in a kindergarten chair. Yes. Oh, boy. So that doesn't help things. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's like a built-in squatty potty. Yes, it You was. know, your knees, are, your knees are at your, at your yes. shoulders. I was going to say your time. knees are at your nipples. Am I allowed to say nipples on this? I think so. Nipples. Okay. Your knee... <laughs> Your, your kneecaps Quinn are touching. Quinn says it just to make sure it's okay. Yeah, I think so. Nipples. <laughs> your kneecaps are touching your areolas. Yes, yes. That's yeah. the more scientific term. Like Thank you. So was, that was the whole more point. I think it was more way. gross. But yeah. that yeah, was the thing. Like, that's the what it was. Angle. Yeah, yeah, so the picture angle is the complete opposite yeah. of the hot, you know. No, like, she's standing was, in the look, back left corner of yes. you to and catch got, your total surface area all so, in one picture. So she got from, she got the feet to like the half of the butt I mean, up the side, the, the whole stomach. deal. And I'm holding the book. So if you can imagine me, like when you read uh, to kids, you're holding the book. Yeah, so you're like twisted. Your so you're kind of twisted. You're compacted. And like you kind of hunched a little bit. I'm telling you. And this is the photo that she posts on 
Facebook. Dude, she got you. To Listen. the entire the cat. You know, she, you know what the question or you know what the caption on that is? Don't ever play yourself. Yeah. She was like, yeah. all right, Mr. QJ. She's like, you thought you won the battle, yeah. but I won the war. You want to teach me how to teach. Yeah. And teach you how to so she, get so a little she, humble pie. Yeah, yeah. So she posts this and like, you know, thanks for thanks to QJ uh, for coming in and reading to the class. And I was like, you know what that really was? You were like, will you instantly untag me in that, please? I was like, <laughs> I was like, you're welcome, lady. But yeah. I didn't call her lady in my head. Uh, so, two questions. Yes. Is this still publicly accessible? Yeah. Where is this picture? Number one. Can number we two, link it in the bio of this yeah, uh, podcast? Yeah. Number two. If not, do you have it somewhere so that we can post this on the Instagram? Because I have no recollection of what you're talking about. <laughs> so. <laughs> That was my story. All digital copies were lit on fire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you smashed your phone next to Tom Brady's. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, oh, man. so I okay. know we were so, talking about uh, dads so going of yesterday. So depictions of, of yesterday's dad. That, yeah, so that was you in the past. That was me in the past. <laughs> that was you in the past. Now, now she, you, you, you're going to go read this month for reading month. I, I am indeed, and I will And sit. you are going to look like... The Rock. And you're going to wear a girdle. And you're going to stand up. You will have straight posture. I will stand as I read. I will yes. not twist to hold the book. I will not. I will hold. And you know what I'll do? I'll memorize the book. And I will turn the <laughs> pages in front of me. Yes, hold it over you. No, you just need to have a helper just turn the pages for you. Learn yeah. how to read upside down. Yeah, there you go. That's or, the answer. Or, better yet, make them all into like, like take a picture of every page. Yeah. Put it into a projector, mm-hmm. right? And then you can just click the thing from the back of the room while they're all staring at the board and not at you. There you can just narrate go. from the back of the you, room. You can just be like the Morgan Freeman voice in the back. Yep. Yes, I can try. I can try that. So, yeah. and uh, luckily, I don't have that teacher anymore. So, but okay. Um, yeah. So this teacher might be a little. So this teacher would be like, "Hey, Quinn, you want to pose with the kids?" Uh, maybe this one will do me a favor. Except so I don't know who Quinn is. I keep saying that. Yeah, yeah. who's Quinn? Okay. We we have many identities around. He's not here. So yeah. So Quinny, <laughs> tell us about um, tell us about your, uh, what? Okay, so when we say past dads, right? When we say like dads of <laughs> yes, yesteryear, <laughs> dads yes. of the past, Richie. Okay. We're what? gonna have to hit the pause on this, and we're gonna have to duke it out and come back. <laughs> <laughs> what are <laughs> What are your mental images that you get, uh, Sammy and Quinny? What mental images do you get of dads from yesteryear, dads from the past? Dads from yesteryear, man. I think of, uh, I guess I try to think of like who my dad and who our dads and the previous generation dads thought of the real working man, like what, what it meant to be a man. Okay. And um, I feel like oftentimes the generations before us thought that the working man was mainly the provider, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we've talked about this a little bit, Yeah, how, sure. um, you know, they thought that it was all about bringing home the bread so that the, you know, bringing home the bacon so that the family could live and survive and all the other relational, interactive, um, child rearing, all of those responsibilities fell to the mom, you know, she was the homemaker, she was the whatever. Yeah. And so I think the yesteryear dad, I, I feel like it's a lot different Sure. Than, than what we're thinking of absolutely, in the yeah. modern times. And I think yeah, it's a lot absolutely. different. And I think it's been a, a crazy progression over the past, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you're right in the progression. And as you were saying that, what I thought about was that um, back in the day, moms <clears throat> stayed home. Yeah. And what yeah. happened over time is that 
uh, families couldn't afford for mom to stay home anymore. And so we kind of lost that luxury. And it, it also kind of changed the dynamics of the, the way the relationships worked. Be, mm-hmm. Because before, you know, essentially the man would, yeah, he would just work. He was yeah. the main provider. He would bring home Absolutely. the bacon and she would cook it up. And, and, and even going back to Ooh, before, like that. before that, yeah, he'd bring home the bacon, she'd cook it up. She'd cook it I up. like that. Sounds I don't like, like that in the sense song. that that's all women can do. No, but I that's like, like a rap song. Where it's like an alley-oop. It's yeah. like a, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, an assist. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. anyway, going, going back, like even going back, before, um, you know, the women staying home and the men working and all that, if you go back to before, like, the Industrial Revolution, and, I mean, we're going, like, way back. Yeah, let's go back. We're, we're talking men and children were very connected because they're working in, like, an agricultural situation where yeah. the kids are working with dad all day long. Yeah. You know, he's helping, sure. kid, he's helping the kids, or the kids are helping him work the family farm, work the family business. If you got cattle, you got whatever. You know, the family as a unit... Typically, I feel like the mother still, I, I think, oftentimes stayed home and took care of the smaller children. But mm-hmm. as soon as you came of age of 10, 11, 12 years old, yeah, you're, with, you're with dad all day. You're out in the field. Yeah. You're out working. You're doing all this. And then the Industrial Revolution, I feel like, came. I think, and, I think it's important to point out, though, in that, that I think they delegated those things because um, the nature of the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think a lot of times people say, you know, dad was out working and mom was home. And that might imply to some people the notion that mom was just home. No, you know? no, no. Mom's like, yeah. if you think back then, like that long ago, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. dad's, if dad's out, you know. Mom's not at home scrolling Instagram. Right, yeah. <laughs> dad's out, you know, working the sawmill or, you know, doing yeah. whatever it was back then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, then mom's home, like, milking the cow and yeah. getting food. And, like, Churning getting the food ready back then yeah. was not going to Little Caesars. Getting food ready was, like, all day literally, like, the fabricating gar- animals. The gar- doing cutting, the garden and the, yeah, yeah, cutting all that sides stuff. of beef up. And, Absolutely. you know, she was, like, the butcher. Yeah. Then had to cook it. Then per- So she was, like, butcher, chef. Baker, know, all- candlestick yeah. maker. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. before the Industrial Revolution, <laughs> she was actually the person. She'd be out in the field, too. Oh, yeah. she was done. Oh, yeah. You know, once the kids got old enough, you know. Then they're all out there. Absolutely. Everyone was out in the field. So the Industrial Revolution happened. And it took the dads away, man. Yeah, it, it, it really separated. And when that happened, I think it took the dads away, and the kids sort of fell under the mom's responsibility. Yeah, yeah and the mom well, also because the kids could no longer could no longer be a part of that. that the dad exactly, was doing you know what I mean? Exactly. Like if your dad goes and goes to the sawmill, you can have you know your son run wood back and forth to you, or set wood in piles, yeah. or do this and that. Dad goes off to work in a you know in, in a, a coal, factory, in a coal mine or a factory and, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you know, operating heavy machinery. Well, Jimmy's not going to do that. You yeah. know what I mean, so yeah, it's, it's different. It's, and then outside of Rosie the Riveter and during that area, I mean, oh, yeah. the women, you know, they lost that role too of being out of the house Absolutely. too. And then they mm-hmm. got you know it's it's a part of the the change in society. So I think that the the dad of yesteryear uh, was going through that progression to guide yeah. us to where we are. Where absolutely they were just you know they we put the baby in the corner, which was dad, and we said, hey, you go to work, you put the food on the table, mm-hmm. and then we just kind of go from yeah. there. And yeah. it's where I feel like that's sort of the origin of where absence became an expectation. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that dad is not around. That became an expectation as a result of the industrial revolution. But now with the technologically or the technological revolution, I feel like it's different. I mm-hmm. feel like it's shifted massively. Oh yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Because it's, it's changed. A lot of it is attributed to putting, putting food on the table, bringing home a paycheck. Who's the breadwinner? Who's not, you know, co-responsibilities in that. And with the rise of technology and you don't have to go to an office anymore to work. Right. No. You literally, I mean, how many people even around this table, 
can right. work from home right now. Right. All three of us. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. all three of us have jobs and have careers have that where flexibility, we don't have to be in a set building. We just have to have Wi-Fi wherever we're at, you know? And your wife has that to a degree as well. Your wife has yep. that to a degree as well. And so does my wife, you know? So now yep. both parents in the situation have the freedom of being, quote, unquote, stay at home when really they're just getting work done from wherever because technology has made it so. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, technology has also uh, built up new barriers. Absolutely. You know, and it's also isolated you in a very, in a, mm-hmm. a very scary Completely. way. Completely. It's made because... it so that I feel weird sitting here talking to you face-to-face right now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> is it, is no, the eye contact break eye contact. Break I don't want to look at you. Okay, sorry. Eye contact. <laughs> You're right, man. That. It's like a double-edged sword, man. Like, you, you have all these blessings, but you also have all these curses that come with it as well. Absolutely. Like, last night, I was... <clears throat> crazy i was at little caesar's grabbing pizza like i do at least three times a week yeah. i should be sponsored by little caesar's by this point i, know, I wish they would sponsor me if they <laughs> you should get a little caesar's tattoo i'm probably gonna get a pizza tattoo at some point no so no she, i mean like the caesar like because pizza, it's pizza. <laughs> because it's such a passion of mine. but i'm sitting in the waiting room of little caesar's and i left my phone in the car and so i'm standing there you waiting waiting room you like mean the foot and a half of space between the door and the counter? Yes, yes, the waiting room. Good. And right. so <laughs> I spend, it's actually my third office. Um, <laughs> I spend so much time there. And uh, so I'm standing there and I'm waiting. And then this guy walks in, orders a pizza. They're like, oh, it'll be 10 minutes. So he's standing there waiting too. And me and this guy sit there and talk for like 10 minutes straight we, about Detroit sports, obviously. It's the yeah. thing to talk about, how all of our teams suck currently. Yeah. And we talked about the hope in Matt Patricia, which is at this point just hope. But we're, we're, so we sat here and had a, like a whole 10-minute conversation. And when I got back in the car, I was like, oh, my goodness. I just talked to a complete stranger for 10 minutes. I can't remember the last time I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Because typically, if you have any downtime, your face is on a screen. Yeah. You know, If you're sitting there waiting on a pizza, you're not looking around who you're going to have a conversation with. You're looking at your phone, waiting for the 10 minutes to pass. You know? sure. And so, yeah, the technological revolution has really helped in a lot of ways to sort of, I feel like, unify the family unit, or at least make it easier for the family unit to be unified. But mm-hmm. at the same time, just because you're in the same space doesn't mean that you're unified. Yeah, yeah well, and you also, I mean, the the way that society has gone too, the um, the packs that we're a part of and the cultures that we're a part of yeah. has really created barriers too. Like, for example, I'll give you a good example. I had a guy come over and measure my floor mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. and um, he, Was it the guys I gave you the number for? <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> I had a guy come over and, um, you know, uh, you as you listen to this podcast who come to learn that uh, I'm a proud MSU alumni um, and uh, <laughs> the guy who came over yeah. was a uh, he was went decked in all Michigan stuff and like so, if, so you picked the right guy so you kicked him out yeah so I was worried no, you he was get to walk get all over his work all the time well yeah <laughs> well I was worried I was looking for the, the other awesome. 10 people he was gonna come with him to tell him how good he did yeah. so because that's what that's what Michigan people do <laughs> Um, Zing! So, uh, long story short, but like you know, in all honesty, like Michigan yeah. fans are one of the greatest fan bases in the country. Oh, absolutely! One because they're so large, and two because they're so fanatical, and, and like, and three because they're so much better than Michigan State. Except for they don't win, but that's okay. Hey, <laughs> you know what? Personal opinion, but. Um, you know, he was decked out in all the Michigan stuff, yeah, and like, yeah. you know, you could tell when somebody's like a, a hardcore fan. Well, yeah, and, and you were decked out in Spartan stuff, I'm sure. Well, naturally, uh, I had on. You have it on now, and, I, and I have, every time I see you. Yeah, I have a flag in yeah. front of my house, um, one of the little flags, and yeah. you know, my license plate says state. But long story short, I'm not buying it, man. I'm not buying it till you get it inked on. <laughs> You're not as diehard as you get you a state you tattoo. You're not as diehard as you say you are until you get that Spartan logo right on your chest, man. Uh, all right. Well, then I guess get it etched I'm, into I the chest meat. I don't I, know. That would be pretty dope, Quint. Uh, no. 
I'm not, I'm in the non-tech club. You can put it on your you can put it on your Quinstagram. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> this is Quinstagram. Um, quinning. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag quinning. Oh my! Oh, so God. my new name is Quinstagram, and that's what we're gonna go by. Okay. Uh, we have Hashtag uh, We have uh, Sosa to to my right, and we have Slick Ricky to my left. Uh-huh. All right. What happened with this Michigan fan? I'm sorry. I'm Long sorry. story short, I'm like throwing, throwing rocks. Uh, you know. There naturally uh, is like um, a combative relationship there. Yeah, and we're, animosity. We're, we're quote unquote rivals. Yeah. But we had a great conversation, and I think that that's in lost art. Mm-hmm. You know, and we even we even took a little. You know, we didn't take subtle jazz. We we jokingly. Yeah. Like you know, he's like, oh, I'm going into a Sparty house, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a Spartan. I don't know who Sparty is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but then you asked him, hey, does Michigan still have a football team? Or? <laughs> No, Did Tom I, Brady cheat when he went there, or just, uh, <laughs> or just in the pros? Yeah. No, I mean we we had an actual honest conversation. I yeah. mean, you know, we connected. He had this cool. By the way, they have like a laser tape measure now. Yeah, it's, it's sweet. which he was yeah, using for about a decade. Uh, well, you know, I guess I wasn't woke. My bad. <laughs> so, but I mean, as men, like, and the way technology and everything is, yeah. like, you know, you know, we even talked about it. like he goes to his man cave and like he talked about like not liking it when Michigan State wins and. You know, I was like, well, you're not happy often. But the point of the story <laughs> is, is that we, you know, we found common ground yeah. and we found things and we even had a good laugh. Yeah. I know I'm like, because I'm on the other side. I'm proud of you, man. Yeah. I'm proud of you. That's a big step for you. It is. It is. Quinn but- literally wears something MSU at all times a day, every single day. Anytime that I'm describing who uh, Quinstagram is. To somebody that doesn't to know. To someone who doesn't know. Quinn. I'm like, I'm like. Let me think. He's got, you know, he's got some daughters. I, I tell him who your wife is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you know? And the, they're like, nah. I'm like, he's the guy that's always wearing Michigan State. They're like, oh, yeah, I know that yeah, guy. That guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's yeah. always like the tipping point. He's got glasses, beard, and he's always wearing something from MSU. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. tipping point of, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that guy. They're all kind of like, yeah. And then he's wearing something MSU. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. otherwise they just think, you know, if you don't talk about daughters, you're just like, you know, the big dude with the beard, the glasses, whatever. They're like, yeah, rich. <laughs> right, right. No. Okay, right. so past ads, right? So how did that transition? Because the cool thing about all this, I'm like you guys know, I'm a move. I'm like really into movies, really into pop culture stuff, and so it's funny because that that whole thing that we just talked about kind of moves you up through like you know, uh, uh, Little House on the Prairie, kind yep. of like. Yep. idea up through like leave it to beaver kind of thing yeah yep. you know and then we get into kind of like quinn you know, the medicine woman yeah yeah yes yep that was part of that yep <laughs> say it one more time for the people in the back Qu- quinn the medicine woman that was on the medicine with, like, woman with like xena and, uh, and uh, yeah and like and hercules it was weird like the hercules you know, hercules the european dude that, that was one. supposed to be a native american and yeah <laughs> Yeah. All kinds of good yeah, really, he's so, like white with blue eyes and blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you doing, man? Through that, and now we're sitting around like this, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things to look at is how Hollywood portrays men of the time, dads yeah. of the time, all that. So I thought yes. it'd be fun if we all talked about one or two of our favorite Hollywood dads. Yeah, that's Hollywood huge. Dads. Ooh. That's good. Hollywood dads slash Hollywood men. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you think of you're you're right. You think of Leave It to Beaver. You think of the I don't even know his name, but the dad on on Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, I don't know. Like he's gone all day, but then he'd come home and just be like, 
hey, family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just be like, let's read the Bible. <laughs> exactly. Here's some hey. porridge, and let's read the Bible. Porridge? Did you What's say porridge? I don't know. What they yeah. eat? Porridge, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, Here's some back oats. in the day, like yeah. the Bible and when books for them was like how we watch TV. They're like, oh, I can't wait to get home and read yeah. this yeah. 50 chapter book. Find out oh, what happened to Samson tonight. <laughs> Ooh, this is getting interesting. Yeah. This Delilah girl. Ooh, Ooh, kids, kids, go to bed. You're not allowed to read this part. <laughs> Delilah must have been Latina. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, I, you know, I think in, in, in thinking about this, I think one of my favorite TV dads. Um, would have to be Tim the Toolman Taylor <gasps> from uh, Home Improvement. Did I do that right? I you, did it. you did it the you other know? day. It was really uh, Yeah. You know, good. and um, I feel like he was one of my favorite TV dads just because, probably because he reminded me a lot of my dad, you know, and I would, I would have to say that's probably a, a big influence on that because like I said, I, I shared before, my dad was a jokester. My dad was uh, not super serious. My dad was off the wall, crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, Tim the Toolman Taylor had that element, you know. Mm-hmm. He's always trying to beef it up and make it bigger and better and crazier, and mm-hmm. he's just this entrepreneurial spirit. But then at the same time, he had like Wilson on the other side of the fence mm-hmm. that would kind of the half a face, yeah, the, yeah, that would kind of ground him, yeah, and then give him like these super moral moments. And then Tim would be like, "Oh, you're right," and then uh-huh. he'd like make the right decision <laughs> and the right choice, reality. and yeah, and it was yeah. just this like really wholesome, making you feel good about yourself kind of. Do you, do you situation. tell everybody? I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody would know. Do you tell? Everybody, what Tim the Toolman Taylor is from? He is it. from Michigan, actually. Yeah, he he does Michigan. our pure Michigan commercials. I mean, pure I mean, Michigan. I mean the TV show, Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah, yeah. Just I anyone else Netflix hat or I don't know if it's on Netflix. But yeah, it's, I don't think it is, but it should. Good, wholesome it show. should be. Yeah, for sure. And he wears I, like I Detroit Lions shirts on the show because the show is based yeah. in Michigan. Is it's, it really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Didn't catch that when I was young watching that. Yeah. No, one of my friends knew Jonathan Taylor Thomas personally. Yeah. So every time I watched it, I was like, oh, he's my, my friend. I think my wife wished she knew Jonathan Taylor Thomas personally. She would tell me, she would tell me, she would say she had a Jonathan Taylor Thomas poster hanging in her room and she would just sit and cry because she knew she would never marry him. JT Squirt. Wow. When she was a kid. Back when bowl cuts were all the rage. For sure. She had one too. JT Squirt. I should put a picture of that in the link in the bio. I, yep, that's what <laughs> you're gonna not, get in trouble. Not touching that one. All right, Quinny. So, uh, TV, or Hollywood Dad. Hollywood thanks, Dad. Richie. Um, so, um, I think for me, I always go to. I have a couple. One we can't use anymore ever again. But um, what? We can't. Who is it now? You gotta say it now. Now you gotta say it. Why can't we use them anymore? Well, Cliff Huxtable. Oh yeah. Was Ooh. yeah. But you can't go there. Not anymore. Well, no. On the, I mean, on the but show. But the show, the character, yeah, the character yeah. he portrayed on television. Was awesome. And that was guiding for you as a young person. Mm-hmm. It was. But and I'm so not, you can't take that away no. necessarily from you. That's true. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we That's can't true. give any validity or credibility or whatever to him. Yeah. But for you, that was a, yeah, that was important. I think well, you could talk about that. I have a better, I think, more positive example that okay. I think was empowering and yeah. he was someone to look up to and he was someone that just kind of like, you know, you, he provided a fatherly presence yeah. to, I think, an entire generation of, of kids. And I would be uh, Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince. Bing, yeah. bing, 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 so, bing. For sure. You know. I knew you were going to, I should have said mine first because he was one of mine. Well, yeah, him and Mr. Belding. Did you guys, 
You know Mr. Oh, Belding? That, no? Yeah, Saved the by the Bell. principal from Saved by oh, the Bell. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing. Side note, there is, I think on, uh, I forget what, it's like one of the, I forget what network it is, but it's like uh, um, Laugh Out Loud or something. Uh, it's a, a internet website, but they do like this whole spoof on why Zach, oh, Zach Morris is the worst person in the world. <laughs> they like, yeah. it's so funny. Like they go back to every episode yeah. and they like shrink it to two minutes and they wrap it up into how, Everything he does is awful from, like, remember when, like, he gave Jesse speed pills? Oh, yeah, he does all kinds of, yeah. Or he does just. But yeah, he was, like, the, the Dennis the Menace of the crew. Well, maybe on the show, but it turns out that uh, the dude that played Screech is actually the worst. Yeah, he's, he's not. Well, you know what, he was, I think when you look back through that story, when they do, like, the real life story, I guess he was the one who wasn't included in the group, like. Yeah, you well, know, yeah, he was Screech. He was he like he was really screeched like he was yeah, he was, yeah. like Zach and, not a truer role could have been played yeah, yeah. like I th- I feel like they because they did like behind the story like at one time like Zach was dating um, Lisa and then at mm-hmm. one time he was dating Jesse and you know Mario they were mm-hmm. all you know mm-hmm. anyway man that dude does not age who Mario yeah yeah dude, he he still looks like AC Slater he looks good man He's yeah like 50. He, well he lost the Jerry curl and you know yeah and things changed yeah uh, okay so mine would probably so yours is Uncle be, Phil. Yeah, you know, Uncle, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil, for sure. I was, yeah. gonna say, I was totally going to say Uncle Phil, dude. Yeah. Uncle Phil was, like, the greatest. He yeah. was, I liked Uncle Phil because he was a judge on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So he was super, like, Legit. You know, stern. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. Like, you know, structured. Author- authoritative. Yeah, authoritative. Yes. And, but then there was, like, times like the episode mm-hmm. where Will, uh, you know, goes and he's, like, getting himself into trouble at, like, the, at the billiards place. And um, who calls it billiards? Uh, he's at the pool hall or whatever. You do. He's, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to run these guys for their money, but they mm-hmm. end up getting him. And so now Will owes them a bunch of money, but he can't leave because he can't, you know, he don't have the money, all this stuff. And so they call Uncle Phil and Jeffrey and they show up and Uncle Phil totally like runs game on him. Yeah, acts I remember like he's that. Ta- remember, he like acts like he's terrible at like playing, gets him like three games deep and then he's like, all right, double or nothing. And then he's like, break out Lucille. And he has his own pool stick. He's like, Jeffrey, Je- yeah. break out Lucille. And Jeffrey's like, yes. You know, like what, what was the last he time? He would say, like? yes, sir. Or like, yes, Mr. Banks. Master, whatever his last Mr. Name. Banks. Yeah, Banks, Banks. There was, yeah. And like pulls it out whatever, and he just like, Blast him with the pool, and so it was like, dude, he was super hardcore. But then when like his kids got into trouble, he was always there to like still bail him out. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. was just cool. I think he was, he was a real. I think uh, Uncle Phil was like a, a legitimate example of manhood for a lot of black youth, like myself. Yeah. And he was a real example because he wasn't Will's father. Yeah, but he was a father figure. To Absolutely, Will. Yeah, but he filled I mean, that that, and that void. He. He was uh, he was a real person. Like he mm-hmm. was a lawyer. He was hardworking, mm-hmm. and he had to deal with some realities too. I mean, there were yeah. so many life lessons I learned from watching uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air about about being a man and about yeah. watching Will's journey and Carlton's journey. Yeah, and, you know, all you got the, the Valley same. Girl older sister. You got Carlton. Yeah, you got the younger you, sister. Yeah, Tatiana Ali on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the... I, I I thought I, you know you talk about Jonathan. T- I thought I was gonna marry Tatiana Ali. Oh like, yeah, I was trying to work it out. I was trying to work it out. <laughs> I uh, love it. I love it. Yeah. That, I, uh, okay. Um, so uh, I'm with you, Quinn. So I'm mine. With you. Okay. So but I'm not. You didn't I'm think not gonna I was going to marry? I thought I was going to marry. No, no, no. I thought you were going to say something else. I would have um, supported you in that in that venture. Yeah, man. Yeah, totally. As a young as a young kid, you I would have been dream, like, dude, right? You can dream. I would have been like that, but, and I thought she was uh, Muhammad Ali's daughter. So that, did I. That was the I other really thing I made too. up. I, I was really like, oh, she, she must be. Yeah, they have the same last, last name Ali. for sure. Muhammad Ali, Layla Ali, Tatiana Ali. They're all related. They are related. <laughs> yeah, that was my yeah. logic. 
Um, so mine isn't a dad per se. I mean, I'm sure he's a dad to somebody. But in the TV show that really hit home with me, uh, the, the, the father-ish figure that was in it was Mr. Feeney on Boy Meets World. Oof. Mr. Feeney, dude. The Feenmeister. Feeney! Yeah, he was good. Yeah, because he had like that, that quality that Wilson had as the neighbor yeah. giving insight to the dad on Boy Meets World. Yeah, but they were so genius. So much guidance. They kept him around for the entire like length of it. Like, yeah. He taught like elementary school when they were in elementary school. Then he coincidentally got a job in the junior high. Then he coincidentally got a job in the high school. Then he coincidentally got a job at the university. They all coincidentally ended up going to. Yeah. And none of those coincidences bothered me growing up because the whole squad was there. And so like they would do all these dumb things and then Mr. Feeney would be there and he would just drop like a little truth bomb on him and it would change the entire episode. And I just remember, again, I think what, what spoke to me about those things is kind of like how Uncle Phil was, is that they had such an authoritative like role in things normally, but then when like, it, you know, the chips were down and like, yeah. you know, it really Rubber mattered, met the road. they were able to be like very like, relatable and mm-hmm. very practical like, you know gracious with them yeah. and they i don't they were always there to like help or whatever so mine would be like i i used to watch uh boy meets world like like i'd binge watch it daily because there's yeah. a while when i was a kid that disney channel was just i don't know what i don't know if they didn't have any other shows like lined up or whatever but they would literally just play like lizzie mcguire reruns and the boy meets world reruns for like hours and i was because they know how to print it. money so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is how we because they knew that people like you would watch it all day long. Yeah, well, and I did. Yeah. I watched it. You know, I watched Boy uh, Boy Meets World, and yeah. um, you know there there are a lot of uh, good dad. Like I feel like when we grew up, yeah. there were even, a lot even of good the dads. dad on that show was really great. I just don't remember him much because. Because Mr. Feeney, Mr. Yeah. Feeney, a lot of that, a lot yeah. of that. Well, I mean, you, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of dads. You got Carl Winslow. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. You know, you got the dad by uh, in Step by Step. What's his name? Frank. Yeah. Step oh, by yeah, Step, I right? Think so. Yeah. What about what about the uh, the uh, the dudes from Fuller House? Yeah. Like Stamos. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who are the other guys on there? That was uh, just Uncle Fuller Jesse. House. You got Uncle Jesse. You're Uncle... talking about the the original Fuller House is the reload. Who's yeah, the, who's before. the guy from here? I don't know. Oh, the, the Uncle, hockey dude. What was his name? Uncle Dave. No. Is his real name one? Dave? I don't know. The blonde one? Yeah. Yeah, the blonde Joey, one. Joey, Uncle, Uncle Joey. Yeah. Joey. Joey. Then you had Stamos. Uncle Joey. Yeah, he's from here. And then yeah, you he had... Um, That's why he always had a red wing jersey. Uncle Jesse, Uncle Joey, and then who is the actual dad? What's the... Yeah, what's the, the main dude's name? Bob Saget. What's Bob his real, Saget. Well, what's his real name in the show? Dad? dad. Yeah, I dad. Guess. I don't know. But I'll like, tell you, you had three... Yeah, you had those dudes. You had three dudes in there sharing that responsibility. Yeah. That, was, that, was, that was pretty great. I mean, what even, about Mike Seaver? Mike Seaver's dad. Oh, yeah. Mike Seaver's dad. Mike Seaver was was oh, Kirk my, Cameron. Okay, but Mr. Seaver. Yeah, I <laughs> we'll, just call him, we'll just call him Mr. Yeah, Seaver. Mike yeah. Seaver's dad. He was a therapist, and yeah. he was like really yeah. involved. And then yeah. they had to, really then, strong. Then he had more of that that like adopted father kind of thing because uh-huh. if you remember later on in the show, who they, they adopted? Who they Leonardo adopted? DiCaprio. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Leo. Leo got to start. Yeah, man. Yeah, and so well, uh, that, and that's how it was on Step by Step too, because it mm-hmm. showed like the role of a stepdad. Yeah, yeah. And how he could be. You know all that, and then uh, the dad in the in the show Dinosaurs. I remember that. Yeah, I remember Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Dad showing yep. up huge in that. Yep, came through real big. <laughs> Basically, we're describing TGIF as a child. <laughs> ABC had a huge impact on our lives. Yes. Totally, absolutely. <laughs> but um, but I think I think honestly though, if you think about it, and you think of the progression of our generation's view of fatherhood and of what it means to be a man, I feel like those shows were very influential. 
Absolutely. Because, yeah. because, you know, Carl Winslow would come home from being a cop all day, mm-hmm. and then he would be involved in his kids' lives. And yeah. same thing with Mr. Seaver, same yeah. thing with Tim the Toolman Taylor, same thing with Uncle Phil. Yeah. You know, they didn't show him gone at work all day. Aunt Viv, she was involved, but, I mean, let's be real. Uncle Phil was, like, yeah, the absolutely. anchor parent in yeah. that relationship. He was. And that's completely different mm-hmm. than anything culturally leading up to that point. Yeah. Well, and, and I think about even since then. So, like, one of my, one of my favorite movies as a kid is the classic um, Rookie of the Year. Oh, my gosh. Where, where what little homie. Did you break- see that? I did. Please. My, my man little, breaks his arm homie. and then he can throw, like, an hey, MLB. Hey, re, re, ro, ro, win, win, go, go, no. And the the the, uh, the the pitching coach or the the coach of the Cubs is always yeah. calling him the wrong name. Rule inverter. Yeah. Garden hoser. Yeah. Garden hoser. He's always calling him the Was wrong name. Was one of them. Garden hoser. Yeah, it is one of them. <laughs> and uh, uh, but in in that movie, the whole problem was from the very beginning of the movie, kids growing up in Chicago, the mean streets of Chi Town, and he's only with his mom. His yeah. mom's working, trying to do the whole thing. Dad's not there. She's dating this guy who's who's a tool. You know, he, he tries to become the, the, the kid's manager, tries to get money, blah, blah. She kicks him to the curb, literally. She, like, drop-kicked him out the front door. You remember that? He, like, she, like, kicked him down the stairs of the house. Nice. I mean, it's crazy. And get it, Garden Hoser, Then mom. Chet Stedman, <laughs> the Rocket, who was the former all-star pitcher for the Cubs, slides in, and he's like, hey, you know, I'm going to be the boyfriend, daddy now kind of thing. And you find out that everything worked together perfectly because all little Henry needed wasn't to be the pitcher of a World Series winning baseball team. He just, he just needed, needed the dad. rocket to be his daddy. You See? know what I mean? And so That's what's up. Those things, a lot of those things focused on Absolutely. the absence of a dad, the need for a dad, and how things get reconciled when you bring a dad into the family exactly. unit. But nowadays, so one of my favorite shows now, to bring it current to the culture now, yeah. uh, one of my favorite shows that I watch with my wife now I'm just going to admit it. Um, I have a five-year-old, so this show does not matter to her. So I'm listen, not even going to... He's, he's given a bunch of like yeah, precursors I'm not to even this. It's not going to be no, good. No, listen, listen. I'm not even going to act <laughs> It's like, not going to be good. I'm not even going to act like this is for my kid. Just this put is not it out for my there. kid. Just this put it out right. there. Okay. So if you guys remember, Uh-oh. several years ago, Uh-oh. you had That So Raven. Oh, yeah. Now... Oh, no. He's going there. We have he's doing a it. sequel to the series called Raven's Home. Oh, no. Okay. And on the show, here's the premise... Is Raven on the show? Yes, she's. Yeah, she's. she's I thought a mom. she went crazy or something. No, no. she's like forty. She, no, she's a, she's a mom now. <laughs> she's a mom now on the show. And okay. So oh, on the show, yeah. uh, if you remember, she had her best friend in the original named Chelsea. Hey, Instagram, do you remember any of this? I no, totally uh, do because. So we got an age gap around this table. <laughs> listen, to you. somebody listening well, is going to be speaking go right, go. to your heart. This is speaking so, to the heart of that. So, so Raven. So ahead. the focus back then was how dad needed to come into the picture, all that, right? On this show, I thought it was interesting because uh, Raven and her best friend Chelsea from the original move in together. They're both single moms. They move in together, coincidentally, to an apartment in Chicago. And Raven has two kids, a boy and a girl, and Chelsea has one son, and they move in together so that they can co-parent together their three kids and kind of lighten the load on each other. And I thought this was interesting because... Had this been back in that, you know, full house, rookie of the year, all that kind of era, yeah. they would have tried to work dad into it so that dad could become more of a part of it and show yeah. that whole thing. Uh, literally, the second episode of the first season of Raven's Home, they show the dad, who's supposed to be the dad of all the kids, and they write him out of it immediately. In the second episode, he gets a job that moves him away from Chicago, and they have a whole 
thing about how Raven's trying to explain to the kids that even though the dad's not going to be there and be a part of their everyday life, how he still loves them yeah. and all that stuff, but he's going to be gone. Which are super so hard we, conversations we just got to get used to doing, having life with no dad, but we're going to be okay. We're going to work it out. Yeah. We're going to get through it, but dad's gone. He's, you know, he'll be back every now and then, but you got to get used to your dad not being there. Yeah. And I just thought it was crazy because that's a here and now show for here and now kids and adults. And... <laughs> In the second episode, in the second episode, they wrote Dad off. Yeah. And now you have, which is whatever, it's a fantastic TV show. But I just thought about the culture of it and how, had this been 15, 20, 25 years ago, yeah, Dad would have been true. the crux of the whole storyline about how that's Dad true. needed to make his way back in. That's true. And now, in the second episode of a brand new, you know, now current TV show, they write off the complete need for Dad to be in the picture at all. Well, yeah. You know? And, and so I, I think that speaks to the shift in culture, yeah. the shift in trends that like, you know, um, it, it's, I, I feel like nowadays the expectation is different. I feel like nowadays the, um, I guess, I guess the role of a man is different. It, it's, it's the man and a woman. I feel like they're less polarized from each other. Yeah, absolutely. I think when we were talking about ourselves and we were saying how, we all work fluid jobs. Our wives all work fluid jobs. And so we do a lot of co-parenting, mm-hmm. you know, things that 30 years ago, guys necessarily were not, they weren't doing it as much. Right. Yeah. Well, you know yeah, what I mean? the emphasis wasn't on that. I think now that there's a shared responsibility in working and bringing home the income exactly. for the family, there has to be, naturally, there has to be a shared responsibility for, like, household things and everyday, you mm-hmm. know, housekeeping things because there's less time for one of the parents to focus all their atten- or all their energy on one of those things, whether it's working or housekeeping or, yeah. you know, raising the kids or whatever. Now that both parents are tied up in both ends of the spectrum, yeah. there's just that natural need for them to cover all bases together. And generally, I think parents have a different um, approach. Like, you know, I'm going to say something controversial, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. That's okay. He gave a big disclaimer for that So Raven. Oh, so. my God. He should have. <laughs> and after like, that, I'm going to say this. Go watch that So Raven. Okay. Or Raven's Home. I'm sorry. Um, Raven's Home. <laughs> I think that women of this era um, are not as inclined to um, gravitate towards the home and, like, that homemaker mm-hmm. portion of it. And mm-hmm. I think men gravitate towards that a little bit more. For example, like I think that the for myself, mm-hmm. I think that um, I see you tiptoeing. I think you're okay. Yeah, so you yeah. see me. Yeah, you're, you're good. Right. Go for it. I'm, no, go ahead. I'm straight line like a laser. Yeah, that's good. To keep that's it. good. Go ahead. I think men have had to and do take a little bit more ownership of the home. Mm-hmm. And the maintenance of it, mm-hmm. and not just from like fixing broken pipes, but I mean from like the day to day type stuff, from uh-huh. dishes and things of that nature, sure, yeah. cooking, yeah. Uh, laundry, and things like that. I think men take more interest in it now, one, because mm-hmm. they want to and they have to, and women take less because you know they're working. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I think it changes. You're talking dynamics. like more and less from previous generations. From traditional, from what from we were raised. From the traditional, like, what, how like, we were raised. Yeah, like, for example, my mom grew up basically a single mom, and she still managed all the cooking and cleaning and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I think women now necessarily don't innately want to hone that role. 
Yeah. Whereas yeah. like my mom owned that. That was her. Like yeah. that was her. What she wanted. Yeah. Her heart. Well, that's was. super interesting because it's again it all it, it all ties back into like culture and stuff too and how yeah. it's portrayed. Because I, I I forgot where I saw it, but I. I don't know if you guys saw this too. I think it was circulating on social media, but somebody posted an article from Reader's Digest like decades ago. And I think it was in that time period of, it was in that time period of when um, uh, women kept the house and dads went off and worked and came back and maybe that industrial area or era and all that. I, I'm not really sure what era it was in, but I know it was when mom was like almost exclusively the homemaker, housekeeper, child you know child raising all that kind of stuff and dad was almost exclusively go home work hard come home eat dinner chill all that kind of thing and it was funny because in that article for readers digest it was an article written and published by readers digest for women and it was like things for women to keep in mind uh to keep their marriage like balanced and and whatever mm -hmm. so that way the dad didn't have too much like stress and so some of the things that said in there it was like women you know remember that you're you don't know what your husband went through the entire day when he was at work so when he comes home do your best to create a peaceful environment yeah where he, i remember what, when that was circulating dude and it yeah. was like it was like make sure the kids know before dad gets home that they need to be quiet so he can yeah, just relax. give him like 30 minutes yes. before you come at yeah. him with anything i was yes. like what? give him 30 give him 30 minutes before you yeah. talk to him about any problems that you had throughout the day yeah make sure dinner is prepared so that yeah. he, he doesn't have to worry about what's for dinner when he get, and I was thinking about all these things. Shoot, it was like, yeah, I was like reading that, and I was like, I, I was almost offended. I was like, well, you know, like the part of me, the part yeah. of me, you know, I was like, what about mom? What if kids yeah. were crazy as heck all day? You know, and they she need dad to come home and just and just be like, hey, what you do? You know, like step in yeah. and do his thing. But she can't approach him with that because you know. Him and you know him and John on the job were talking about some stressful junk, so you got to give him thirty <laughs> minutes to just meditate. Like you had to do some man stuff. Yeah, you got to just hit from my man it stuff. Okay? It was just wild yeah. to me. I was reading it and I was like, man, that it's really nuts. was culture. That Reader's Digest, which was huge back then, that was a thing. Yeah, was publishing articles about how women need to let let the dad come home and just be like, ultra submissive. To yeah, be submissive and make sure everything's right. <laughs> And everything what? is set just so for him. Yeah. And make sure you're not bothering him because it's so important that he feels comfortable. Well, it was a man-dominated like, society, and I don't, yeah. I don't think we're it, by far we're not in a man-dominated society anymore. And no, to the no, trajectory I think that, we're, I mean, going, we're going. I mean, there's still, there's, yeah, and there's still a push for equality and absolutely you know, equal yeah. pay, yeah. and especially Hollywood's going through a big thing right now and all that. But well, not only Hollywood, like the whole world is. I yeah. Mean, well, not the whole world. The whole U.S. is. Yeah. I right mean, now, I'm saying Hollywood's pushing it hard with the whole yeah, equal sure. rights, equal pay. Equal, yeah, whatever. The Me Too and it's movement. Awesome. The Me yeah. Too movement is real, yeah. and it's um, you know, there's a good side and a bad side to everything. And yeah, you know, for absolutely. so long there was so much suppression, there was so much mm -hmm. shenanigans and, yeah. and hoopla going on. But yeah, but I would say right now we're even in the middle of a of a female revolution, if you want to call it that. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, sure. absolutely. Which is cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. As um, a, a guy with daughters, I support it 100 because we all know, got daughters. Yeah, you, you don't, you know, my daughters, um, they won't grow up in a world where, like, you know, their aspirations would be a homemaker. No. So, and I, I dig that. Dude, I know. Um, I, t I, know well, I read here's this. A, here's a good thing. Unless they want it to be. Yes, exactly. Unless they want They to have be. the freedom to choose now. That's what's up. Which is great. That's but you know what's not, not fair? Culture's not forcing them into that. But That's what's not fair. fair is your sons, our sons, our son's generation, they don't have that choice. At least at this point, we uh, didn't point, necessarily have that choice. I didn't have that, Our I children didn't have that might choice. have it. No. Our children might have it. We didn't necessarily have that choice as much. What do you mean by your sons don't have that choice? Like the freedom to choose what they want to do? Well, no, to choose to be a homemaker. Choose to be a homemaker. 
and let the wife. If bring you're home a man and you're a homemaker, you're considered a bum and lazy. Yeah, that's another thing they touch on. I think I talked about this before, but just briefly, if you guys have seen the movie Grown Ups, yeah, Chris Rock's character. Yeah, in that, Chris Rock plays yeah. a stay it's home funny dad. because he's sitting in the house and he's like, "Oh, I just saw this new recipe that Rachel Ray made. I'm going to try to make this pumpkin risotto or whatever it yeah. is." And it's funny because like then his wife walks in and all the kids are like, "We got to eat. Dad's cooking again." And and the wife comes in and she's in like her full business attire and she's like, "Nah, I brought home pizza." And she throws a pizza down and everybody's like, "Yeah!" And then Chris Rock is like. I just, I slaved in the kitchen all day for you. I'm not doing it. And he like throws the pot whatever. And it's funny because the whole rest of the movie, his wife is like, you know, making the decision. The stereotypical dad. And Chris, yeah, Rock is, Chris Rock is behind her the whole time, like checking his son's hair. He's like licking his thumb and like fixing his son's, or, you know, their yeah. eyebrows. Yeah. And doing, <laughs> he's doing like yeah. the complete. Yeah. But it's funny because the entire time, Adam Sandler and the rest of the cast are roasting on him yeah. for being in that role. And so it still kind of shows, like, you're right. you're right. That's why I wanted yeah. you to touch on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, I mean, because, like, I, there's sometimes, honestly, like, I would love to be, like, our home person, our home manager. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we do it together because we both work. We have, I mean, yeah. my, my job kind of helps. I mean, we work hand-in-hand. Yeah. My job helps my wife do her job, and her job's helping me to do my thing. So, yeah. um, but sometimes, like, I dream of, like, that being, like, being the person to take care of the home, kind of like the Chris Rock role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like there's some fun in that. There's some fun yeah. in, like, not having to worry about, you know, other things other than, like, managing your family. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that being your focus. Well, the thing that was hard for me about, so, like, for those of you who don't know, I didn't say this before, but I went to culinary school, and, um, you know, I cook and all that stuff, and so I, I do the brunt of, there's no bones about this, I do the full brunt of cooking in our house. And... Um, and it should be because I paid thousands of dollars to learn how to cook the right way. Um, but when I was going through culinary school, when I was going to enroll, I felt weird going to my parents and being like, eh, I want to go to school to learn how to cook. You know, like telling my dad, <laughs> my dad is the epitome of a blue collar worker, yeah. tow truck driver, mechanic, you know, all these different, like he, he could probably put together a car with his eyes closed. Like he's the epitome of that guy. And so going to my dad being like, dad, I want to learn how to make creme brulee. You know, I felt, <laughs> I felt, I felt, you know, I felt weird. I felt like yeah. he was going to look at me and be like, what? You know, but my dad was totally, totally, you know, cool about it. My mom was totally pumped about it. And I remember thinking going into like my first week of classes at the culinary school going, man, I wonder how many other dudes are going to be in here taking these classes with me because in my mind, the way that mm-hmm. I was conditioned to think is yeah. that cooking was so much more like a, a, a lady's thing. And then I got in these classes and there was literally 28 dudes and two chicks. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, it was just weird. And so like the tables are, are turning more. I think, I think traditional cooking, as far as that goes, that whole sect is still very much a man's thing. Like having women in the kitchen is kind of cliche to some people because like cooks are probably right next to sailors as far as like vulgarity goes and oh, yeah. the way they joke and all that kind of Tattoos stuff. Tattoos and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which which is awesome. It's kind of what brought me into it. I was like, oh these guys look like me. I'm you know, I could I could party with them. But and I can have tattoos and not have to cover them up in the kitchen. But um and that thought's going bye bye too. But I just remember thinking that and now so like when I'm at home now, that the whole thought of, you know, should I be the one doing laundry? Should I be the one cooking dinner? Should I be the one grocery shopping? Yeah, that's now just... I'm like, no, like you're not grocery shopping. Yeah. Let me grocery shop alone so I can pick the things I need to pick because I know how to cook all these things the right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you stay here and watch Raven's yeah, World. Or yeah, whatever exactly. It is. Yeah, just don't watch Raven's Home without me. Watch Raven's Home. You know, I'll don't be honest watch with it you. Without me. <laughs> 
Having two working people in the house, sometimes, like, it goes to uh, back to, like, Denzel Washington and Training Day, where he's like, sometimes yeah. when you want to get it done, you got to do it yourself. <laughs> so, you know, the attitude. Terrifying in that is, movie. That's a great movie. <laughs> that was a great movie. He uh, took, more, took more bullets than 50 Cent. Listen, that scene, when that happened, I was like, whoa. But When he got lit up? When No, he was like, sometimes when you want to get oh, it yeah, done. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and he, like, he self-cocks like, the shotgun. Yeah. Was yeah. Like, was, was oh. He got lit up and he got out the car still, and he was like, yeah. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. And then yeah. they lit him up anyway. I was like, well, King Kong was on the Empire State Building. Yeah, that ain't <laughs> sometimes when you uh, need to get stuff done around the home you can't wait you just got to do it like you know in my home i know i'm guilty that sometimes like i wait for my wife to like do something I'm like i know she's gonna do that i know she's gonna do that and then you know you can't take that past and she's thinking i know he's gonna do that yep. i know he's gonna do that yep. that's the secret <laughs> well and that's probably the secret sauce and and that's the part i'm trying to fight like i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it she said she's gonna she, do and it. she's saying she said i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it yep yeah, so because... Inner dialogues. Yep. Yeah, but sometimes it's like, you know what, I'm doing this. Like, yeah. I'm cooking this meal, I'm cooking, I'm washing mm-hmm. these clothes, mm-hmm. I'm doing this, you know, because sometimes it comes down to a style thing, too, because, you know, we have different styles of oh, yeah. cooking. We have different styles of cooking, cleaning. And, Everything, man. And they conflict sometimes, because, yeah. like, you know, when I get to doing stuff sometimes, I'm like, I want, I'm very particular in the process and the yeah. way in which my, my things are done. My wife says that... That I she doesn't like when I clean because I'm not a cleaner I'm a hider. You, I t- I'll take a yes. stack of mail and I'll just I'll put it in the drawer. That drives me insane. I don't care if it's there. I just don't want to see it. I can't live with you because <laughs> don't want to see it. We would come to blows because I'll be like, what? Who who put all this stuff in the closet? Why is it in the closet? We, we have those talks. I just walk by like I didn't hear. <laughs> who put all this here? I'm like. There's two other people here. The dog and Olivia. You should ask them. <laughs> Well, it sounds it sounds like from our conversation that that the the role of a man has shifted and changed and transitioned. Absolutely. And so, if we had to land this plane yeah. and sort of come to come full circle, what? How would you describe what it means to be a man in the here and now for our listeners? For just like a relevant, just a two sentence, whatever. What does it be mean? To be a man, in light of Uncle Phil, in light of Tim the Toolman yeah. Taylor, in light of I think you know all that stuff. For me, I would just say in light of everything except for Raven's Home. Yes, everything, <laughs> especially entirely <laughs> everything except for especially Raven's Home. Uh, shout out Raven Simone. Anyway, get, get, um, it, get it, Raven Simone. My um, my uh, my my little thing <laughs> on that would be just owning whatever whatever lane you're in. Like that's the thing about co-parenting is that you guys, everybody has their own style. Like Quinn said. Um, like Quinny said, and um, Quinstagram, Quinstagram, <laughs> check his Quinstagram. Uh, Richie, everybody has Hashtag their own. Quinning. Everybody has their own style, you know. And so, like, between like uh, Quinny and his wife, they might have, you know, she might see that she, you know, would prefer the taste of her own cooking versus, you know, he folds really nice, you know, the laundry and all that. So, if that's what y'all have worked out and that's what works best for your family, do it. You know, yeah. uh, Sam and his wife may have something different going on. Me and my wife yeah. may have something different going on, um, and obviously we do because we watch Ravens Home. And whatever works for you, <laughs> you ain't gonna find that plane what, in yeah, my house. What, whatever nah, we works take for a hard you, pass. and even if, even take if you're, a hard pass. even if you're single and. And you're co-parenting, right? Maybe, maybe you don't live yeah. in the same household. Yeah, because that's as, a whole other. Yeah, as your child's parent, whatever it is, whatever situation you have worked out, 
I would say know and acknowledge your responsibilities, know and acknowledge your tasks, know and acknowledge your strengths, own those, uh, you know, make sure you definitely do your, your best, do your due diligence in mm-hmm. making sure those things get done. You're owning that, you know, you're making that a part of who you are and what you do regularly. Um, and you're getting those things done and then know your weaknesses and try to grow in those weaknesses. And so that, that's my synopsis, man, is that every, everybody's situation these days looks different. There's no right or wrong way to that, you know, because culture's progressed so far. But whatever it is, whatever works for your family unit, yeah. um, don't don't slack off with that. Own that. Take pride in that, yeah. and and just be very proactive in getting those things done and putting on for your family. I think that's that's what it is, you know. That's good. I like that. What about you, uh, Quinstagram? Thank you, Richie. Um, <laughs> I think that was very in depth. Um, I, as I, I sit here and I think about what you said, I agree with what you're saying about being a man. I think um, today's man, I think the truth is that we have to accept that um, our role is um, it has morphed into a partnership and yeah. not just a partnership with um, whomever you're with, like if you're co-parenting or if you're married, but just a partnership in life. And yeah. what I mean by that is like do your job and help where you can. So, and don't... I think you said this last week. You said know your role. Know your role. Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson said it best. Know your role and know where you need to help, you know, Mm -hmm. and and try to balance that with your uh, boundaries of what you can do. Yeah, take the initiative where you see that it needs to happen. Yeah, and at the same time, respect where other people are. I mean, earlier we talked about, uh, you guys talked about the Reader's Digest where, you know, the article's all about how the woman could make their dad's and the man's life better when he came home. Well, now I would challenge everyone to say we need to do the same for each other. You know, you need to recognize when your wife is dealing with kids all day. You need to recognize when, you know, your wife is... Take it and flip it. Yeah, you need to understand and we need to have this... That's a two-way street, not a one-way street. Yeah, Yeah. it's this... um, major key ongoing that's a major key it's this ongoing humility of recognizing where you are and where other people are that's good that's good and i know the the national fatherhood initiative puts out these these ideas of today's man and how you know they challenge and encourage us to be self-confident to be courageous to be a leader to be dependable all these things but i think you're right i think the the today's man has become such a fluid term because there's so many variables, yeah. and there's so many variables that, that change so much about the equation. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're married, raising children together. If you're mm-hmm. not married, but still raising children together. If you're almost enemies and still raising children together. <laughs> yeah. There are so many variables. Oh, and, and even just variables that, that like have to do with your kids, how old yeah. your kids are. Exactly, what your kids you are parent. into, what they're not yeah. into, where you live in this great country yeah. of ours. If you're in the South, if you're up North, if you're yeah. on the East Coast, you're on the West Coast, so many different variables. And so mm-hmm. I think you guys are spot on with saying, know your role, work out your role, know what you gotta do, know who you gotta be, but then fulfill that role with self-confidence. Fulfill yeah. that role yeah. courageously. Don't yeah, fill that role as a leader in what you're in charge of. Be yes. in charge of what you're in charge of. Be a leader, be dependable, you know? Chase mm-hmm. after success in all arenas of life, especially uh, parenting and, and, and taking care of your kids as I'm a man. A, I'm gonna raise mm-hmm. my hand for this You one. know, amen, uh, I'm preaching. <laughs> no, when you're, but I, it's, I just wanna talk about this in a later episode. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I it's good. I wanna talk about vulnerability. Yeah, that's in, I think that's in our next session, honestly. We're talking about what? emotions and all Listen. that stuff and feelings, and we're going to get all lovey-dovey and play some Celine Dion. It's going to be good. I, I had one, one statement to say yeah. before I throw out the, uh, the social media tags. Yeah. I just thought about this. If Quinn was an explorer, 
He'd be Quindiana Jones. That's Thank good. You, ladies and gentlemen. Thank That's you. good. Um, Quindiana Jones. Quindiana Jones. <laughs> and if you were a Colts fan, you'd be the Quindianapolis Colts. There you go. Right. Quindianapolis Colts. You know what I think is hip? I like Quinstagram. I might. I like Quinstagram. That's good. That's fresh. Quinstagram. That's good. That if is you good. make money on it, I want royalty. But you got to do hashtag Quinning. Hey. Yeah. Quinning. I, you know what? I'll never forget about Lil Brudnam. <laughs> Little I'm right here. So, I'm get by so that's today's episode, man. We're talking about what it means to be a man. Make sure you catch us on socials. We're on uh, Facebook. We're on Instagram. Instagram. We're, <laughs> We're on, on Twitter. Twitter at Dads of Wayne. That's it. That's it. Hit it up, Dads of Wayne. And uh, yeah, man. And you know what? Tell somebody about the podcast. Yeah. Share tell the podcast. Tell them what they don't know. Subscribe to the podcast. I said, tell them what they don't know. Tell them what they don't know. Tell them about the po- If they don't know, tell them about the podcast. That's right. Dad to the bone. Dad to the Hashtag bone. Hashtag dad to the bone. Hashtag DT. Oh, wait. D-T-T-B. I started a new hashtag. I started a new, I started a new hashtag. D2TB. D2TB. Hashtag Hashtag down. Dad's away network. Hashtag quinning. Just represent. Quinning. Hashtag quinning. Instagram. All right. This is Dad's of the Bone. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.